Hello, and welcome to episode six of Purified, your monthly dose of organic compound purification. If you're new, welcome. If you're not, welcome back. My name is Zoltan, and I will be your host for today. Rotochrome is the inventor and manufacturer of integrated industrial scale centrifugal partition chromatography, or CPC. If you're new to our show, our podcast offers explanations of the different concepts, methods, and platforms to purify organic compounds. The podcast follows the content of Rotochrome's monthly webinar series, so please sign up for our webinars at webinar.rotochrome.com to get the full picture. All of our episodes should fit into a CPC run cycle, which is roughly 20 minutes, so it's time for me to introduce our guest for today. Today's guest is Gergo Dargo, PhD, a research scientist in Rotochrome's research laboratory. Gergo, a chemical engineer and an engineer in pharmaceutical industry, joined Rotochrome in 2020 after having spent six years in the pharmaceutical industry and then focusing on his academic work and completing his PhD thesis. The research lab Gergo works in focuses on numerous cutting edge research projects in multiple vertical. This month's webinar though, focused on the green aspects of CPC. But before jumping ahead and talking about the green aspects of CPC, as Gergo is a new guest to our show, I would like to get to know you a bit and hear about what brought you to Rotochrome and what keeps you up at night in general. Welcome to our show, Gergo. Thank you, Zoltan, for the introduction and welcome everyone who is listening. As Zoltan said, I carried out most of my research during my bachelor, master, and then PhD studies at the Hungarian pharmaceutical company. Uh, there I was investigating the interaction between drug molecules and natural macromolecules. For this purpose, I used several kinds of techniques to determine different physical chemical properties of these molecules, such as their solubility, proton dissociation constants, partition coefficients, membrane permeability, and plasma protein binding. This involved a lot of work with uh, high-performance lipid chromatography, chromatography as well. So in the meantime, I gained some experience uh, with chromatographic techniques. Then when I came to Rotochrom, I could get to know this special type of chromatographic technique where the daily separation challenge can be solved using only liquid phases. Hmm. That sounds fascinating. Um, great to hear about these, uh, the, these experiences that you gained and then actually that you, know, you already had these, these experience with the separation technologies before joining Rotochrome. So I'm, I'm sure you found that very useful. Um, turning, uh, turning to the subject after getting to know you to uh, this, the, the topic of the webinar, which was green CPC, um, I would really like to start the discussion here by asking you, um, how did you start dealing with the green aspects of chromatography? So why is this something you are especially interested in? In the laboratory at Rotacom, I specialized in the cutting edge technological solutions that can be applied for CPC also. And one of these research areas uh, is to make the separation process uh, more greener and sustainable. Also, I am an out co-author of a book chapter, we were asked to write on the sustainable features 
of uh, CPC. Uh, unfortunately, some researchers have already stated that sustainable chromatography is only an oxymoron. There is no such thing because it is expensive. And due to this as well, uh, many big pharma companies also try to avoid the chromatography in their manufacturing process whenever they can. However, we try to challenge this opinion and try to show everyone that chromatography can be turned green. I, I, love, I love that actually. That's, uh, that's uh, passion right there in your, in your uh, words where you know, somebody said I, it's not possible to do. And um, I, as, as also you know, being, a, being a rotochromer, know that you know that resonates quite well with the with the founder story of rotochrome where you know they they the the in the initial oxymoron i would say is that they were saying that uh centrifugal partition chromatography cannot be scaled and then i actually was not aware of 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 this story that you're saying that some some researchers and uh scientists were saying that green chromatography is not possible so yeah there you go the second myth busted by Rotochrome. Great to hear that. Um, let's turn the discussion to the general comparison of different purification techniques. So, in your webinar, you were you were mentioning a couple of points, but uh, if possible, I would love to dig a little deeper into you know how the specific techniques or or different chromatography uh, platforms compare. Uh, with regards to their environmental effects? And that is an interesting question. We must ask ourselves that what makes CPC superior to conventional methods in this uh, aspect? Uh, when we change from the conventional solid liquid phase, uh, we, can decrease the, a sig we can decrease significant expenses, a significant cost from purchasing the expensive silica gel, for example, and also using this liquid-liquid separation technique besides the generation of the solid waste that we can avoid, we can use only a lot less solvent that is needed for the separation process. Got it, got it. Um, another aspect I would like to um, investigate a little bit or, or talk about is the regional differences? Um, you know, there, 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 are states in the U.S., uh, different countries within the EU, and and also uh, amongst these regions, um, there are different um, uh, different regulations um, and different standards. So, in your experience, what do producers, uh, users of CPC, and other purification platforms need to take into account when they're considering going green? in different regions around the world? Well, in my opinion, it is not really a country or region specific when we are talking in aspect of environmental concerns. Well, when we uh, say like the pesticide, uh, pesticide lists that are there, the different uh, regulations there, it might be region specific, but uh, in our case, it is true that there are different regulation authorities, such as the FDA or the EMA, and several big pharma, big pharma companies made guides for solvent selection that mm -hmm. are relevant in this respect. But I think it is a global concern and also challenge 
uh, if we can make our future more green and sustainable. Yeah, solid, solid, solid points. Thank you. Um, after having, having now traveled a little bit around the world, but looking at different regions, um, I would love to travel a bit into the future. So you were discussing um, current um, like best practices in your, in your webinar, but um, what do you see uh, uh, to be the trends in the future? So do you expect regulations to be more standardized, stricter, or any other personal expectations from your side with regards to green or going green and, and chromatography? Well, I think as the pharmaceutical industry has always played a key role in defining the trends within the chemical industry, and the separation steps are almost always present in the manufacturing uh, process. Uh, I can tell you what we can see from their example. As the widespread use of the uh, high throughput screening based drug discovery did not fulfill the hopes for novel small drug molecules, and as our knowledge uh, in the field of biotech API manufacturing evolved, we can see that year by year, the number of biologics among the top 200 drugs worldwide increased. The current landscape uh, of this research area promises uh, continuous growth. Mm. So without a doubt, the research in the field of separation processes of biotherapeutics will be a major importance in the forthcoming decades. For this avail, we have also a special group of biophysics systems called aqueous two-phase systems, where the phase-forming components are water and two incompatible polymers, or a salt and a polymer, which are dissolved into the water, and upon reaching a certain concentration, they form the biophases. As they have a really high water content, these systems provide ideal environment for cells and biotherapeutics as well. Okay, that sounds that sounds like a fascinating future right there. Um, let's talk a little bit. I mean, you were you were mentioning a couple of industries and verticals that that use chromatography. Um, have you seen any industries to be ahead of the game, either because of the regulations or, or any other reasons, or is the pharmaceutical industry leading the green movement? Or is it some other ones like food and beverages or nutraceuticals or and any other ones that that you see? Who who do you who do you see as as the leaders? Um, so in other words, you know, our listeners, if they're not if they're not in that industry, in that specific industry where you who you see to be the leaders, who should they look at for for best practices? Uh, I, I'd really love to hear your view since you're so so knowledgeable about about the green aspects. So the green movement was led by the ACS Pharmaceutical Roundtable, who uh, provided us guides and uh, they, they assembled the key green research areas uh, for the future, uh, which can help us to uh, make the chemical industry more sustainable and green but also on other fields like the food and beverages uh, uh, players, fields of the food and beverages players, we can see that waste valorization uh, can be 
a new trend because there we have relatively cheap sorting materials in a high volume. And if we are lucky, we can convert them into high value added components. Got it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I would again like to refer back to the webinar um, where you had a slide or, or, or a part where you're speaking about water being the greenest solvent. And um, I would really love to do some chemistry 101 here. So if you don't mind, and to all the non-chemists out there listening, uh, which actually I am one of those as well. So um, could you give us the reason why we can't just use water to separate compounds uh, in CPC? Well, for starters, in CPC, we use biphasic solvent systems and water, just water cannot be a biphasic uh, system. So you need something to make it uh, turn biphasic. Uh, one of the possible solutions is the aqueous two-phase systems that I have already mentioned. Mm -hmm. Uh, which can be used for uh, biotherapeutics. Or if you want a biophysic system, you must add some kind of organic solvent that will not, uh, when you try to mix it, there will be two phases that appear and uh, they won't dissolve uh, each other. Okay, just to stick to the, to the 101, uh, let's let's do a little uh, 101 on how how this biphasic system works inside the rotor. So if if you listening to Purified have not seen how Rotochrome's machines look, I would I would urge you to go to rotochrome.com. But Gergo, can you can you give us a short explanation of how this biphasic system works inside the rotor, how it's how it's injected and how how it comes out? In the case of CPC, we are very lucky. We are very lucky because we have two liquid phases. Either of them can be used as the stationary phase inside the rotor during the, the chromatographic separation. Uh, first, we fill up the rotor with our stationary phase. Then we start to rotate this rotor. And uh, the centrifugal field there keeps the stationary phase stagnant. And after that, we can start to pump our mobile phase to, through the stationary phase. And uh, after we reached equilibrium, we can inject our sample that contains the solutes that must be separated. Mm. So yeah, so contrary to, to many who believe, who, who first see the, the rotor, it's, it's actually not a centrifuge, correct? No, it is not. We, we only use the centrifugal field to keep that stationary phase in place in place. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a, that's a, an important dis, 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 distinction right there. Great. So hopefully that clarified the science behind CPC. Thank you for, for sharing all those details. So as we're shortly coming to the end of our CPC runtime, um, I would just like to open up and ask us if there's anything else about green aspects of purification or in general, if you if you wanted to share anything about you know, your work um, at, at the Rotochrome Research Lab, um, I'd, I'd, I'd love to listen to any anything that you'd like to share. Well, I think that uh, one of the research areas that uh, we are into right now is that we try to find new ways for the recycling of solvent systems that has 
the more than uh, three components. So if we can manage that, that in the future, there will be a lot more space for us to move or for us to choose from the solvent systems that can be uh, recirculated. And therefore, there will be a lot more green uh, chromatographic process. Oh, that sound again means that our time is up for today. So unfortunately, and fortunately, a purification run has again completed on Rotochrome CPC machine. Uh, Gergő, thank you again for coming on to Purified. I hope you enjoyed your time. Yes, thank you. Our next show will again follow our next webinar's content and will feature the speaker from our webinar who will, will announce in our social channels very soon. And we would like to urge you to sign up on Rotocom's website to our newsletter so you would be first to know about our future webinars and obviously the future uh, episodes of Purified as well. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's show with Gergo. I'll catch you on the next one. Mm -hmm.